0: Hello, my name is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. My prayer for you is that this message would be meaningful to you, that it would challenge you, and that it would help you move forward in your faith. To be a part of all that we get to do here at Redefined Church, visit us online at churchredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Good Friday evening. Glad you're here. Nearly 300 of you joined us this morning as we Gathered for Good Friday sunrise service to recap, highlight the life of Jesus, the last week of Jesus' life. Tonight we're remembering, we're remembering Jesus. And so, if you don't have the elements with you, I'd ask that you would go ahead and prepare those right now. We're going to jump into scripture here in just a second, but I want to invite you to lean in tonight and maybe put your phone down and just listen and reflect as um, this is likely the most powerful service um, that I've ever put together. And so. Uh, lots of emotion and believing that the moment will help me get through that. So that being said, I say all that to encourage you to lean in because this is a family moment. And um, we consider you family if you're here with us. And so, uh, so much so, our kids are here, including Axton. And uh, you guys want to come up and say hello real quick? Happy Easter. Hi, Happy Easter. Yeah. burn your hair off Cass. and so uh, that said I hope that you're gathered in your house or basement wherever you're at we're gathering online and so um, we're gonna open uh, the book of John chapter 19 gonna start in verse 6 John chapter 19 verse 6 and um, just read the story I've never done this for communion I've looked Deeper at the life of Jesus this week, probably than uh, more than ever before. In the past, I've always been with a group of pastors. It's always been a group of us, and so it's been easy to kind of uh, set the you know the big anchors or the big bricks that we want to talk about in this service. And so this is a little bit different than I've ever done. Um, not saying that it's not been done before, but I have not. So let's open to John 19, and we're going to start with verse six. This is Pilate uh, sentencing Jesus. I'm in the um, Christian standard version. When the chief priests and the temple servants saw him, they shouted, crucify, crucify. Pilate responded, take him and crucify him yourself since I find no grounds for charging him. It's the first time that he says he is innocent. We have a law. We have a law, they say. The Jews replied to him. And according to that law, he ought to die because he made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, He was more afraid than ever. He went back into the headquarters and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus did not give him an answer. So Pilate said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Don't you know that I have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you? And Jesus' response is pretty amazing. He says, You would not have the authority over me at all if it hadn't been given to you from above. This is why the one who handed you over to me has greater sin than you. From that moment, Pilate kept trying to release him, but the Jews shouted, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Anyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside. He sat down on the judge's seat in a place called the Stone Pavement. It was the preparation day for the Passover, and it was about noon. And um, upon that, um, he told the Jews, Here is your king. Here is your king. And they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Pilate said to them, should I crucify your king? Should I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. Then he handed him over to be crucified. They took Jesus away, carrying the cross by himself. He went out to what is is called the place of the skull. There... They crucified him and the two others with him. The two others with him on either side, with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had a sign made and put on the cross. It said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign and were a little bit taken back by it, and they said, um, because the place where the Jews were crucified was near the city. It was written in Aramaic, it was written in Latin, and it was written in Greek. So the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Don't write the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. And Pilate replies, Pilate knows. Pilate knows. Pilate replies, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, and the four parts for each soldier. They also took the tunic, which was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. And so they said to one another, let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who gets it. This happened that scripture might be fulfilled. We know this. It says they divided my clothes among themselves and they cast lots for my clothing. This is what the soldiers did. This is what the soldiers did. Moving on to verse 25, we see standing by the cross of Jesus where his mother, his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple and the disciple he loved standing there he said to his mother woman here is your son then he said to the disciple here is your mother and from that hour the disciple took her into his house after this when jesus knew that everything was now finished that the scripture might be fulfilled he said i'm thirsty A jar full of sour wine was sitting there and they fixed a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. It is finished. And upon that, what you see is this is why we take communion. This is why we remember the life of Jesus. It's that story. It's not that it's not that we're not to remember Passover, what happened Thursday, because we are, but we take holy Communion together um, because it's necessary, because it's necessary, not because it's something Jesus did with His disciples. We take communion to remember the perfect life of Jesus, who fought for everything. He fought for everything, and he died. He died to keep you. And so before we take communion together, it's super important to sit and think and pray and to reflect. Scripture reminds us to examine our hearts. Before we take communion, we should come to a place where we find the center of ourselves. We change the posture of our hearts and we really take a look inside. And in an online experience, the best way to really do that is personal. So because I know that we are gathered across the United States right now, we've created a moment for that. And, and inside this moment, I know that could, it might be a little bit awkward and it's not about your spiritual depth or how long you've believed in Jesus or if you're even a Christian. It's not, a, it's not about that. This moment is uh, more than your imperfections and it's more than your lack. This moment of reflection is about God missing you. It's about God's relationship with you. It's about your relationship with God. And so we're going to take two minutes, two minutes right now, just to do that, just to remember the goodness of God, the blessings that we are about to receive, right? Because of the life that he has given. And as we do that, I'm just going to pray, Father, thank you for this moment of remembrance so we can come back and do as you asked to remember you on this Holy Friday. Lord, thank you for the life that you led and the life that you gave. Help us now, Lord, to open our hands to get past ourselves on this special weekend to take a look at where we are with you and in you, Lord. I ask you to bless this time and this moment. This next 120 seconds, Father God, just ask that your spirit would work and it would move. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Evening, you're grasping what holy communion is about, that it's a blessing that we receive. This is not just a routine or a ritual that we observe. We do this, we do this together because of our relationship with God. It's about our relationship. And that's what the sacrifice of a perfect lamb at Passover represents: its restoration and its fellowship with God. Two perfect, spotless, Pure lambs are sacrificed during Passover. The first sacrifice focuses on atonement for sins and restoration of relationship with God. That's what the first sacrifice is all about. These lambs are judged and looked at, ridiculed, and just looked over three different times to make sure there is not a spot or blemish on them. They are perfect. They are perfect, just like Jesus and what we see on Good Friday is that when the first lamb was sacrificed, Jesus had just been put on the cross, and that's where he hung for six hours. And he hung there until he called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last breath. At the moment of his last breath, secret. Sacrificial lamb was represented. And this is the second sacrifice that happens, at Passover, and this sacrifice is for the atonement of sins of the community and the restoration of our fellowship with God. And what we see through the story that we read of that sacrifice of Jesus, from from Passover to the last week of His life to being dealt into the hands of Roman soldiers, are willingly walking and knowing. That his time had come what we see with Jesus sacrifices he stands in both places he represents the atonement for our sins and both the restoration of our relationship with God and the restoration of our fellowship with God and so we do this in remembrance of him it means more than just our sin and our mistakes it's about our relationship and our fellowship it's about our walk with him it's about our walk as followers as, as disciples of Jesus Because this, because God's power and his authority along with Jesus' broken body and blood will always, always overcome, will always wash away your blemishes, your imperfections, your sins, your regrets, your do-overs. And the reason that is is because of the relationship. As long as there's relationship and fellowship, God's power and authority Jesus' blood, his broken body, will always, will always cover you. Earlier in John 15, verses 12 and 14, it says, this is my command. We covered this a little bit this morning. To love one another as I have loved you. No one has a greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. This is what Jesus does. And he says, you are my friends, if, if you do what I command. And a lot of times we hear command and we think, golly, man, I don't need another, I don't need somebody bossing me around especially from a book, especially from 2,000 years ago. And that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. One of his final commandments was to do this in remembrance of me, to take holy communion together. To do this in remembrance of me out of relationship with me, out of your relationship with me, because you love me, because you trust me more importantly because I have your heart. If you add the elements, the bread represents the broken body of Jesus. Jesus was beaten and we didn't cover that in the story. I wanted to talk about the walk. But in that, Jesus was handed over and he was beaten and he was bruised and he was crushed for our iniquities. It says in Isaiah, And today, what this wafer, cracker, piece of bread, whatever you have, what this represents is the broken body of Jesus. And today, greater than any other time we've ever taken communion, we do it in remembrance of the actual time that happened, that it took place. So then if you need healing for your body today, from the inside out, from the top to the bottom, We have people we're praying for who are trying to have a kid. We're believing right now, right now, that her body is healed from the inside out from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, that she is renewed and refreshed, that her body works and functions exactly the way that God designed it, that all of her systems function properly, that she is healthy. If you've been given a bad diagnosis, if you've been told something by a doctor or even by a trainer, says, hey man, I really think this is like this. Today, there's no greater power in the world than the power of this bread because of what was given to us on this day with the broken body of Jesus. So if you need healing, simply ask God to heal you where you sit. Call it by name and do it with confidence and boldness, knowing with full faith, with certain hope, full of faith, that God is going to heal you right now. Now, let's take the bread in Jesus' name. The juice, the cup, the wine, whatever you have with you right now, it represents forgiveness. The blood of Jesus was shed. He was actually actually scourged at the very end, hanging on the cross it covers your sin. It doesn't just cover your sin, it wipes it away. Think about what blood does when it gets spilled. It covers it. It covers it. This is what Jesus blood does for you. So, if there's sin in your life, what you've seen on the internet, an addiction you have, an alcohol problem, there's issues in your marriage and your relationships, you need forgiveness for today is the day today is the day for forgiveness it's why we had that moment of reflection search me God know my heart test me and know my concerns Lord what is in me what is in me that is not of you get it out get it out right now because my life is yours I need your love and I need your forgiveness I trust you with my life if you need forgiveness today ask jesus right now and he will do it and the bible says so he'll, he'll take it as far as the east is from the west be covered and never remember it again let's take the cup father god thank you for the gift of your son jesus thank you for your willing obedience to walk in the father's will knowing what you took today for us means more than we give you credit for. And so I thank you for healing, for waking us up and helping us to walk in the faith, Lord, that you've given by this action. This is what we build our faith on. Thank you. Help us to dust it off to be reminded of your goodness in this moment for the healing that's taken place for the people who believe. Thank you. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear stories. I can't wait to get emails. I can't wait to get texts from the people who have experienced God in this moment because they were real. Because they connected back to the relationship that they have with you. Thank you for restoring that. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for forgiveness, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you cover my sin, that you forgive me, that you cleanse me, that you make me whole, righteous in your sight because of this, because of the remembrance, because of the action, but because of your willing obedience to follow through. Thank you. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. We love you. We thank you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now. When Jesus died on the cross what he said is he says, I have your back have your back forever I've got you covered I've got you covered he ensured with this action right some people call it an event with this moment in time what he ensured by following through with this is that you would never walk in a broken relationship with God again ever You'll never walk apart from God again, no matter how far you feel apart from him, you're not. Because of this. Because of the broken body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And so what you see is later in John 15, he reminds his disciples of a commandment. These are kind of your walk in papers today. And he gave them this commandment earlier in John 13. But in 1570 he says, This is what I command you. Love one another. And it's almost like a don't forget. Hey, and don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget, right? In John 13, 34 and 35, what you see is, I give you a new command. Love one another just as I loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. As we reflect on the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and what took place in the passages of, of the scriptures we read in John, no greater love than this, the man would lay down his life do it for my friends you're my friends if you do what I command we do this tonight in remembrance of Jesus and so then as we reflect on those passages I have four things that I really want you to, to reflect on this good Friday and if you have a notepad or I don't have anything on the screen I want to make this as simple as possible four things I want you to reflect on to ask yourself tomorrow which is Holy Saturday Jesus is in the tomb It's about to change the world. It's about to change the game. Ask yourself this. Am I loving others the way Jesus loves me? It doesn't have to be a one-word, quick answer. Think about it. Think about it. Go through your relationships. Am I loving others the way that Jesus loves me? (laughs) Am I serving? The next one is this. Am I serving in the way that Jesus served? Am I serving in the way that Jesus served? The third one. Am I consistent in my relationship and fellowship with God? Am I connected? John 15 is all about connection. That's what we teach our kids. If you remain in me and I remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear good fruit. Remain. Remain. Remain in Are you in a consistent relationship and do you consistently fellowship with God? And the last one is this Do people know that you're a disciple of Jesus? Do people know that you follow Jesus? And I'm closing with this Recognizing what Good Friday means, recognizing what Good Friday represents really, it prepares your hearts. And it prepares your minds to fully appreciate the most important aspect of this weekend. It's the resurrection. It's only Friday. Thank God it's only Friday. So make sure, make sure that you set aside some time to pray, to worship, to reflect. Reflect on the four things that I share with you right now. I'm going to be sharing a social media graphic with a recap of both yet, uh, this morning's and tonight's message. And what I want you to know is resurrection is said earlier, Resurrection Sunday is where we find our hope in eternal life. It's written in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. This resurrection changed everything in the life of the early disciples. Before the resurrection, if you lived then, before the resurrection, people who followed Jesus were cowering behind doors, and they were hiding out in fear. But after the resurrection, what happens? Everybody's renewing their faith. Everybody's faith is strengthened. Everybody has a new set of walking papers, and they feel good. The resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus was given to us as proof of the gospel. It's proof of the good news you find in Acts 17, 31. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. And he has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. That's what we look forward to. That's what we look forward to. That's what we build our faith on. We build our faith on the resurrection of jesus christ just as the early church did and so if you do not know what that is what is faith what is a relationship with god who is jesus if you want clarity on those questions please reach out to me my information's on the bottom of the screen i answer that phone and those texts and i respond to that email i would love for you to reach out just have a conversation if your next step today is to say dusty this means something. I understand now that this means something. Please reach out to me and let me walk with you. That's what I'm here for. I believe that's why God put me on the earth. You're not putting me out. You're not hurting me. You're not stealing my time. This is why I exist. And so please, if your next step is to take a step with God by establishing a relationship with Jesus, let me know. Let me know. It can be as private or as public as you want it to be. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that God gave you revelation, that you were enlightened, and that you can see more of what God has for you. Make sure you take this message one step further by following through with our action steps so you can grow deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about who we are or what's happening here at Redefined Church, you can visit us online at churchredefined.com. You can follow us on social media at Redefined Church, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Vimeo, or Apple. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your life. I'll talk to you soon.